Hello, friends. I'm Annie. And I'm Annie. You're listening to the Macros Universe podcast. Your weekly podcast for a dose of random facts, lightheartedness, health and fitness, and everything under the universe. Welcome to the Macros Universe podcast. So this episode today, it's a little different. Annie and I, we went out to lunch together and we just kind of hung out and decided that Maybe we'll just record a fun little thing and see where it goes. So, <laughs> and there might be some background noise. So just ignore that. <laughs> okay. So, what do you have coming up for you in 2023? Survive 2022. <laughs> Finish out the end of the year. Sounds good. What about you? Um, I'm hoping to do a couple business launches. Oh yay! You know, keep growing clientele. Yeah grow the business and then you know the kid and mom stuff it's normal that's awesome i love it what fitness goals are you looking for in 2023 um honestly i don't know like kind of bad because i'm like well i can start thinking about that when it's 2023 (laughs) <laughs> I know you're not supposed to like, oh, like in January 1st, that's when I'm going to do my goals. But like right now, my brain is so fried just during the holiday season that I'm like, I don't want to think about it until like, you know, New Year's Day or whatever. <laughs> what you, about you? Are you a goal setter? Are you like a planner as far as that goes? Do you set New Year's resolutions every year? I don't. I should be better at it. I'm always like, go with the flow, like what I feel like. I am a planner person, though. As far as day-to-day things go, I do need to have things planned out. Otherwise, I just get nothing done. Yeah. So I like, I have a physical planner that I use, you know. For instance, the other day, my daughter had an IEP meeting which I completely forgot. And then she like texted me and then I didn't see the text until like half an hour later. And I was like, why was, well, I didn't know about this. Why wasn't it in my phone? I thought I put it in my phone. (laughs) So it's like my phone runs my life now. If it's not in my phone, then I just don't remember. (laughs) So one of my problems with my phone and we ran into this today (laughs) is that sometimes when I go to schedule an event, it gives me like a half hour time period. And if I don't say like 11 a.m., then it'll just tell me between 11 and 11.30. And so then I'm like, you know, if it's my kid's doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, then yeah. I'm like 10.15 yeah. or whatever. And I just yeah, yeah, yeah. punch in the time block. Yeah. But unless I specify a certain time, then it just kind of does it in like a half hour increment. And I don't know if that's like a setting I need to mess with with my phone. I don't know. Yeah. But today I was like, are we having lunch at 11 or 11.30? I don't even know. So I had to text Annie. Do you get, like, do you manually type in? Uh-huh. Okay, so what I usually do is that I would, like, put down uh, lunch with Annie at 11.30. Yeah. And then I go and, like, put in my time. So it'll always, like, say the actual time the actual for me. Time, yeah. So I don't know if that would be helpful for it, you or I not. mean, that would make sense, yeah. Like I said, I do it when it's, like, doctor's appointment, 10.15. Because most of the time, doctor's appointments or things like that are, like, 10.15, 10.45. Yeah. Like quarter, hour kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I... 
No, but it's like, you know, I used to, before the smartphones came along, I used to be like very meticulous, right? Like everything is written in my planner, you know, like I check it every day, like everything is just scheduled in. So it's like, oh, the kids have dentist appointments this day and like, you know, their doctor's appointment is in six months and this, this and that. But now like everything's in my phone, you know, like sometimes I'll remember to write it in my planner at the same time. But most of the time, I'm just like, oh, it's in my phone. Like, I don't need to write it in my planner again, right? And so then, you know, stuff like that happened when I missed something really important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely uh, lean on my Google Calendar a lot. I use that. I mean, I'm far more organized with the smartphone than I ever was without it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyways, well, I want to hear about your uh, New Year's resolution and plans. Um, okay, well, really, my only one as far as, like, fitness goes is I just started working on pull-ups. Oh, yay! Everyone is like, yeah, it's probably going to take a year. Like, it took me a year, or it took me two years, oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah. it's probably going to take me a while. Yeah. I did weight-assisted pull-ups at the gym for the first time. Nice. And couldn't lift my arms above my head for, like, two days afterwards. I know. So what, What? Um, <laughs> if you don't mind sharing, what... Like, what was the weight set? A hundred pounds. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I was like, well, I can just, you know, decrease the weight. Yes. As I, you know, but I, I, yeah, I had it at a hundred pounds and um, I did three sets. I think I did eight each time. Yeah. Um, eight reps. So I didn't feel like it was a ton. And actually I was kind of like, probably could have done more, but I, it was like, Kind of at the end of my workout, I walked past there and I was like, "Oh, I kind of want to try pull ups." But I've always been too afraid. And, and my husband was with me. He was like, "Oh, well, you can do these weight assist ones." Yeah. And I was like, yeah. "Okay, then that's not so scary." And no. Then I was like, "Yeah, I, I mean, I thought about it. Wanted to. We have a." So my husband's a climber. Yeah. We've got a hangboard in our basement. Yeah, that's right, because you had a TikTok video on it, which is, like, awesome. Oh, Go check it out. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> that's his bouldering wall in yeah. the garage. But he has just, like, a small hangboard in the basement yeah. that you, like, hold on to different hands. It's so painful. I don't know. But it just, like, increases his finger strength and pulls yeah. strength, whatever. Um, and we also have a, a pull-up bar in the basement. Yeah. Like, I've hung from it. Yeah, before, yeah. But yeah. I'm, like, I tried it for a little while, and I didn't feel like I was getting improving at all. Yeah. And I was just like, this is not. Yeah. So, anyway, I feel like the, the weight is just to pull up some gym. We'll Yay! We're going to, like, check up on you every, like, three months or something like that and see how your progress is. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's one of those things that would be a fun strength goal. I don't feel like I've had a ton of upper body strength. Yeah. And so... My upper body sucks, too. (laughs) And maybe that makes it so then, like, I don't know, water sports are easier. That's what I'm thinking. sometimes in the summertime and wake surfing oh wait have you ever done wake surfing no i hate water i love i love to drink water like but i am terrified of water okay i like it's a miracle that i even know how to swim because my mom basically forced me to learn (laughs) and uh, i just been like terrified of water ever since i remember and so like anything that doesn't have like a floor that i can see 
I do like not like. Okay. Yeah. So are you like afraid of creatures in the water or what specifically about? Well, number one, when you're in a lake, you can't see anything. That's disgusting. <laughs> I just grew up swimming in lakes. So oh, like, yeah. yeah. You're like, what are you, what are you talking about? That's normal. It's crystal and then- <laughs> clear, freezing cold mountain water. There's nothing wrong with it. Mountain water. Mountain water. <laughs> no, but then like number two, I, I have nightmares where I'm like drowning. Oh, no. You know, like, I don't know what it is. But I just, I've never been a fan of water. So any, like, water sports, um, you know, like, even at the beach, I'm like, I'll just sit on the side. Yeah, and- I mean, I don't blame you there. The ocean's a little scary to me. I, I mean, See, I'd rather go in the ocean than the lake. Oh, really? Well, the waves in the lake aren't going to kill me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it, the ocean is a lot clearer than the lake. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess it just depends on the lake. I'm like, I'll, I, I'll just, I'll just say this. I prefer mountain versus lakes and water. Yeah. But I do love the beach though. So. Yeah. So just, yeah. Summer is my favorite. Aww. I love being able to play outside. In the water. In the water. Anyways, let's circle back. Yeah. Uh, water well, sports. Well, no, I mean, I was just saying like maybe hypothetically this makes my upper body strength better so that I can pull myself Oh yeah. Up yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, and I bet. Also, just, you know, arm and back goals, like. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so this is kind of like a side tangent for anyone who's listening who have, like, a similar goal, who wants to learn to do pull-ups, but you can't currently do it. Weighted pull-ups, like what Annie's doing is great. If you have a pull-up bar and you, can, you can't you can pull yourself up right now, one thing that you can do is, like what you said, you can practice just hanging on the bar and then practicing contracting your back muscles, like just that, like pulling yeah. on your lats, you know. It's, I'm like, right here, I'm like hold, pretending yeah, I'm holding up. Video. We have a video we can show you. I'm like doing it in person. <laughs> it's like really hard to explain it. Yeah. YouTube it. You do- yeah. <laughs> Annie's going to start a YouTube channel too, and she's going to demonstrate all of this. She is <laughs> No, like one goal that I had this year was to do proper push-ups on on my toes 10 in a row. And like I got hurt a little in September, so that kind of just went out the door and, you know, like my fitness goals kind of went on the back burner. But one thing that I did learn was there's something about my elbows, the way my joints are formed. Whenever I watch people do tricep Mm push-ups, it's like their form's perfect, right? It's like right next to their body, 90-degree angle. My body can't physically do that. It's, like, really weird. I mean, it's the same thing when I'm doing, um, again, I'm holding a bar, doing the movement, (laughs) so no one can see. (laughs) You know, when you're laying on your back and you have, like, a barbell and you're doing, uh, working on your triceps, Uh like, tricep extensions, whatever, with the bar, like... Again, 90 degree elbows in, right? Trying to get that perfect form. Like, I can't do that without pain. There is something with, you know, either like my muscles, my tendons, like in my joints, whatever. I can't. And so that was one thing that I had to come to terms this year is that, you know, maybe I never will have that perfect tricep push-up form. But, you know, it's okay. Everyone's body's different. Yeah. Actually, I think that that's a really good point. Sometimes we have goals and then you oh, yeah. have something else that comes up that yeah. is like, maybe that's not actually possible for you and that's okay, yeah. right? And then it just means sometimes 
the shit. So oh yeah, me, definitely. You can't do any push-ups. Oh no, you know, maybe no, it's like, no. Maybe my form's not going to look like that, but yeah. you still be able to do the push-ups off of your toes. Oh, whatever. exactly. Yeah. Right. So that was that was something that I had to come to terms this year yeah. <laughs> and accepted, but you just roll with it, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Part of life. Anyways, we're still talking about you. Keep going. <laughs> what are we talking about now? About your New Year's resolution and you know your goals. Hold on, that's pretty much it. Okay, so I have typically in the past I've not been like a goal setter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's something that I've learned a lot about in the last couple of years. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm better at it. But learning about like process goals and outcome goals has been really helpful for me. Do you want to kind of break it down for our listeners what a process goal and an outcome goal is for those listening who don't really know what that means maybe for them? Yeah. So for me, I would say like the outcome goal is exactly what it sounds like. It's the outcome, right? Whatever it is that you're working on achieving. So this outcome for me would be um, pull-ups. Like, yeah. yeah. That's the outcome. And then the process goal is like, okay, how am I going to get to the pull-ups? So then you kind of like break it down into smaller steps and it's the steps that you're going to take the process of how you're going to achieve that outcome. So I was like an outcome goal. Like I would think of this goal, but then it would feel huge and feel like, ooh, I don't know if I can do that. And I wouldn't really ever set myself up for success by like breaking it down and thinking like, okay, how would I achieve this goal? Here are some things I can do. It would just kind of be like, oh, I, I want to run a marathon or whatever. That was never a goal. I've never wanted to run a marathon. <laughs> um, I, I've run a few half marathons and I've always said, that's good enough. That's good enough. Exactly. <laughs> no desire to finish the other half of that. I run after my kids. That's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you, if you set a goal to run a marathon, um, it would be really smart for you to do some training on the back end of it and so breaking that down and, and you know there's like all these marathon training plans or things like that and you look them up and, and you'd follow you know this week you run this many miles whatever right there's some type of plan and that's like your process goal the process of things you're going to do every day to kind of get there what, what do you think about that no I love that and like one reason that I've never really set um, New Year's resolution is because in the past like you know New Year's Day it's like oh it's New Year's it's time to set goals right and so then, like, you set a goal, and then oftentimes it's just like, I'm going to be fit, or I'm going to have a six-pack, or, oh, yeah, and it's like, Not the goals sure. are too vague, you know, and oftentimes, you know, when goals are too vague, and you you're, you don't see any progress, you kind of give up on it, yeah. right? Or at, the, or at the same time, you're like, well, I'm just lame, you know, like, everyone else can achieve their goals, why can't I? And then you fall into this trap thinking that, oh, I'm just not good enough. I can't achieve goals. If I set them, I'm just going to fail anyways. So what's the point in setting it, right? So I think setting goals is actually really important. But learning how to set the goals in a way that will actually benefit you is the key to achieving what you want. And that your individual growth is directly proportional to your ability to set and take actions towards goal. So what that looks like is, like, I, I think of it as, you know, New Year's Day hit. I'm going to say, I am going to go to the Olympics and get a gold medal. And, oh, let me be specific. I'm going to go to the Olympics and get a gold medal in the 100 meter breaststroke or whatever, right? So to me, I'm like, is that a great goal? Yeah. Like, 
you would never tell someone not to go to the Olympics, right? If that is what they want. But for me personally, okay, I'm like almost 40. (laughs) I've never, you know, like I like swimming, but like I'm not fast. I'm not tall, you know. It's not really a realistic goal. As a matter of fact, if you came to me and said, hey, Annie, that's a great goal. You should go for it. I'd be like, seriously? Like, are you really my friend? (laughs) You're going to tell me to go for the Olympics right now when I'm 40, almost 40 years old, right? No, like there are great goals, but at the same time, you have to look at that goal and say, how realistic is that? You know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't shoot for the moon. We should always shoot for the moon, right? If I made a goal today, say, I'm going to, my goal for my New Year's resolution is to take 30 steps on New Year's Day. Like, am I going to achieve that? Uh, I mean, I, I would hope so. <laughs> I was super, super sick this last week and basically just laid in bed. The whole day. Yeah, but you got to pee, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so by the end of the day, I had a whole 794 steps. Oh, yeah, like so, 30 steps. So 30 steps, I think you can do. Exactly, right? <laughs> but it's like, I'm not pushing myself. Like, you know, there's a difference yeah. between a goal that is so far reached that will never happen and a goal that is just so, so simple that it's not pushing yourself. And it's like if I set a goal to take 30 steps what satisfaction do I get from that right we set goals because we like that feeling that we get when we accomplish something there's a reason why you know parents push their kids so hard to do sports right like to do dance it's because you know as human beings you know it's good to push ourselves and when you achieve something it not just helps your self-esteem your self-worth, your brain releases endorphins and dopamine, and it helps you feel good about yourself. I just thought of Elle Woods in uh, Legally Blonde. Uh (laughs) She's like, she can't be the killer. She exercises. (laughs) People who exercise are happy. (laughs) Yeah. They just don't kill their husband. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) No, and so finding that balance of... The pull-up goal is such a great goal because you can achieve it. I mean, you might not achieve it in a week, a month, maybe even like six months. It's more of a long-term goal. But then once you find that goal that you know that is realistic enough that you can achieve it, but you are pushing yourself, that's when we go back to the process goals, right? And start breaking them down into smaller steps. And so a process goal for that would look like, you know, month one, It's going to be set at 100 pounds, and I will do eight pull-ups a day for, I don't know, like once a week, twice a week, whatever, right? You set what that process is going to look like. And then the second week or the second month, I'm going to drop it down to 90 pounds, you know? And so those of you who don't know how weighted uh, pull-up bars work is that the less weight you have, so that weight basically is... um, working against gravity and the heavier the weight it is it pushes it lifts you up so that it's easier to lift onto the bar and so you actually want to drop the weight down contrary to like you know all the other machines where you put on more weight so just for people who's listening and they're like wait a second 90 pounds that's like lighter than 
Yeah. And so maybe month two, you drop it down to 90 and instead of doing eight, yeah. you do 10, you know, and so you get to decide what that process looks like. And so the most, and it's called a process because it is a process, right? It's going to take time. Yeah. And so, but you get to decide how fast you want to move and how slow or vice versa. And I think something that's been really helpful for me too is learning a little bit about timelines and being okay with something taking longer. Yes. Because that's the other thing, right? It's like thinking, you know, okay, I mean, I'm going to go back to this example, even though it's not like a real life one. Okay, I'm going to run a marathon this year, but then never doing anything. And then it's like, well, well, 2023 happened and I never ran a marathon. You know, and it was like, well, I never, yeah, maybe I put this goal out there, but I never did anything to try and get there. But okay, so if I'm going to set a goal to work on pull-ups um it's okay with me i'm okay if i don't get my first honest pull-up in 2023 i'm okay if that takes me some time yeah and the past version of myself was not really okay with something not happening yeah quickly yeah um maybe because i would feel like well what's the point of setting it so far out there what's the point of not having an end date and i think you know sometimes schools do need end dates i think that that's helpful yeah but I also think sometimes you need to be able to just be like at some point yeah maybe it's two years maybe it's not even three and then if I get it in one year then like that was amazing yeah yeah past it I don't know but that has been helpful for me it's just kind of like letting go of timelines oh yes I love that and okay I don't know for sure when this is gonna happen but I'm going to be taking these steps I'm going to have Annie write me a pull-up plan yeah so that I can work on it every day yeah whatever and work towards getting that pull-up yeah whenever it happens happens, I love that and you know oftentimes it's setting that expectation, yeah, right? Yeah. And I love what you said about letting go of the timeline. And I also think, like, it's also redefining what success looks like to you, right? Because yeah. in the past, to you, success was, I have to do a pull-up, like a proper pull-up. But now it's just like, once you let go of that timeline where it's like, I have to, it's like, oh, I get to, you know, this is what I'm going to work on. And what does success look like to me? Is success sorely getting a pull-up or is there other things that will, you know, things that I learn along the way that can redefine what success is? So oftentimes it's just like, oh, well, if I didn't do a pull-up, if I can't do a pull-up after one year, then I didn't reach my goal, you know? Well, let's redefine it and say, well, it could be I want to do a pull-up and yada, 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 yada. So even if you don't reach that one specific goal, there's other stuff that you reached along the way yeah. and learned. Yeah, that's good. I don't really know what else to say about that, but <laughs> I, like, I like that, you know, just that thought process. Yeah. So for me, the outcome goals and process goals are kind of breaking that down and having those be like almost two separate things in my yeah. brain rather than, oh, this, this outcome I'm going to climb Mount Everest, you know, but how, like, what yeah. am I going to do? How am I going to get there? How am I going to raise the money for it? How am I, how am I going to train for it? Whatever, yeah. you know, like, what is it going to look like to get there? And part of that is like future planning. Yeah. My brain doesn't work very well in that regards. How about you? My husband is super future planned. Like he's really good at like, you know, Hey, so in five years, what do you think about blah, blah, blah? Oh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that far. I don't know. What's the end of the day? (laughs) Am I going to be alive in five years? Is the earth just going to be around in five years? Yeah, it's just like my brain is kind of like 
Whoa, yeah. I don't know what that, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, with you. Yeah. So I've had a really hard, I feel like I've gotten better at that and, and thinking a little. And I think part of that has come with kids getting older and not so much of my time being consumed with little, little yes. kids. You know, yeah. Because that for sure has freed up some brain space. Yeah. Yeah. A better word, you know. <laughs> <laughs> some of those dead brain cells of whatever. <laughs> they're still dead. <laughs> but now there's room for something else in there. I don't know. No. And like, I, I love what you said about that too, because one, one key thing to help you achieve your goal is you need to make sure that it's measurable, right? Yeah. Like going back to the Mount Everest, like, yeah, you can say you're going to climb Mount Everest, but what does that look like? Yeah. You know, like first you got to travel to Mount Everest. Do you even know where Mount Everest is? Like, how are you going to get there? Are you going to get there by like boat? Are you going to get there by car? Are you going to get there by plane? Right. And you know, like, then what? Like, what hotel you're going to stay at? Like, what are you going to do to train to be able to climb Mount Everest, right? You're not just going to, like, wake up one day and go climb it. You got to, like, I don't know, like, we're in Utah, so you got to first climb Mount Timpanogos and see how you do, and then you move on. And so when it comes to your process goal and outcome goal, like, you want to make sure you make this measurable and quantifiable, right? So, like, for instance, instead of just saying, um, I'm going to be able to do pull-ups after one year. Like how many pull-ups is your goal, right? Yeah, one for now. One, one exactly. One, one is a number, you know, yeah. like one is a quantifiable number. So that's your goal. And then your process goal, we kind of talked about this, right? Instead of saying, oh, I'm just going to like go do unassist- uh, go do weighted pull-ups, you're going to like make a plan. Okay, well, I know that I can start out with 100 pounds, uh, 100 pounds, right? Yeah. Okay. I was like, you start out with that number and you slowly decrease it over time. And then you make a goal. You're like, I'm going to either, this comes to like progressive overload. When you want to build muscle, you're going to tweak something, right? You can either add more weight. And in the assisted pull-up, you want to decrease that number on the machine. Or you can keep that number at 100. But now instead of doing eight, you're going to increase it each week and do like 10 or 12 and 15 and so on. And so it's really, 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 really important to make sure that you are making your goals measurable and you can see that data change over time. Like our brains like to see data. I mean, our brains are always looking for patterns. Always, right? Uh, Faces, patterns, whatever. Something that's recognizable. I mean, you think about like, when we look into the sky and like the clouds just form like weird stuff, right? It's yeah, like but random, brains- but we're always like, oh, look, there's a face. Oh, look, there's an animal, yeah, you know? Yeah. Our brains are always trying to pick out patterns, you know, things that feel familiar. And if you don't do that, your brain will lose interest. And that's one key thing to really, really stay focused on your goal is to make it measurable. And, you know, like, Keep track of what you're doing, right? Yeah, like yeah. celebrate, you know, that's, that's another oh, yeah, thing. Celebrate these process goals. I mean, why do we do the things that we do? Because we get something out of it. I mean, it sounds really selfish, but why, why did we come and eat lunch at a restaurant? Cause we love food and that food tastes good. We didn't have to cook it. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like less work for us, right? So, I mean, like if we came to the restaurant and the food was like nasty, it's like we would never return, yeah. right? Yeah. And so like our brains, pleasure seekers, right? Yeah. <laughs> sounds so bad, but it's true. We're always looking for stuff that gives us 
satisfaction, gives us happiness, gives us joy, you know, like release those endorphins. And so let's say your goal is set for one year. If you don't celebrate those small changes in between, your brain's going to get bored. And then it's just like, ah, screw this goal. I'm getting nothing out of it. I don't want to do this anymore. Right? And so that's that's another key thing is to really celebrate and look for those big or small moments. Celebrate it, you know, yeah. however you want. So let's talk about that for Yeah. So how do you celebrate your wins, your goals, whatever? Um, I don't have anything specific, but retail therapy. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you like, know, like, set a goal. And then set a goal and then, yeah, then I can, like, buy something. Or, okay. or I just buy it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think maybe, um, you know, someone has a fitness goal and they want to lose fat. And when they see like inches go down or the scale goes down and, you know, when you're in a cut, you are depriving yourself of a lot of the foods that we generally don't worry about, right? Like foods that are higher in fat, higher in carbs, higher in sugar, which is usually the foods that taste most delicious, yeah. right? And so, like, if you, that's something that you could do, right? Go out and enjoy a meal without tracking ones to celebrate. It, it, you can celebrate any way, shape, or form you like, right? Well, how do you celebrate? Um, so, I, that has been something that has also been, like, I've kind of learned a lot about it. Um, because even one step before celebrating it is just acknowledging it. Yes, um, I love that. And that has been something that... I've not been very good at just acknowledging, like, that I did something. It was just like, well, yeah. you know, when you're a mom, I think especially you have people that you're taking care of, there's a lot of life that's not acknowledged, you know? Yes. And there's just, there's a lot of things that have to be done or whatever, and we just do them and we don't really think about it. Like, yes. It's just what we do, right? Exactly. Um, but so for me, starting to have a small way to take inventory of little things that I am already doing. Um, and so right now what that has looked like for me is I, I might have talked about this already on the podcast. I don't know, but I have a little bedtime routine that I've been doing where at the end of the day, I'm going to do a short little debrief. I love my that. Day and I, yeah. Okay. This is how my day went. This is what was good. This is what maybe was a little rough around the edges. And then I set my intentions for tomorrow. And sometimes that's like, okay, hey, I'm going to hit 150 grams of protein and I'm going to hit, you know, a certain step goal. And, and and so sometimes it's like things in those realms. But also for me, um, I started making like a little box in my notebook for each of my kids. Like, okay, I need to make a meaningful connection with each of my kids. And so I would have a little box there and and then, like, at the end of the day, again, go back and, like, okay, did I make meaningful connection with each of them? No, I only made meaningful connection with two of them. Or, no, today was a total crap day, and I didn't make... But I did accomplish these other things. Yeah. And so, rather than going to bed and just thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I didn't make any connection with my kids. I'm obviously such a terrible mom. And just feeling so bad about it. I'm like, yeah, maybe I didn't do my best in that area, but I did do some of these things. And so, just having that acknowledgement of what I'm already doing and setting some little small future goals for tomorrow and some of them maybe goal I, I do I think I like the word intention better because they're not necessarily it's not necessarily a goal some of them are things that like I'm probably going to do anyway yeah you know but just acknowledging that I'm doing them that's been pretty big for me and my brain and like 
yes, I am doing them. I'm not just doing nothing all yeah. the time or whatever. You know, that sometimes you kind of feel like, oh, I accomplished nothing today or, you know, this week. What did I What did I even get done? Yeah. You know. No, I love that because you can't celebrate something that you don't even know is a win, yeah. right? Yeah. And so acknowledging it, looking for, like, those things, whether it's big or small, I mean, that's that's how we progress, yeah. right? Yeah, that's been pretty big. I love that. Yeah. And then as far as celebrating goes, um, sometimes it's even just, like, telling someone about it. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I did this thing. You know, small little PR in the gym or whatever. Telling my husband. Bow down and worship me. <laughs> that is what I usually say, yes. <laughs> I'm going to tell my children, you're going to start calling me queen now. I'm your queen. <laughs> Bow down and worship me. <laughs> peasants. Just kidding. <laughs> Child peasants. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I feel like that's something that I would like to kind of think about a little bit more and explore like what does celebrating look like for me I mean I think gratitude for something is big yes you know that that kind of falls into the same realm as celebrating it and there's a part of me that has this little bit of a resistance to the idea of celebrating it because I'm like oh good job you hit 150 grams for today you know what I mean text me and I'll celebrate for you (laughs) (laughs) if you don't feel comfortable I'll celebrate with you but I don't know do you have that problem do you feel like kind of silly or you want to kind of downplay something in your mind oh yeah definitely like all the time you know when you accomplish something you feel good but then like a lot of times well at least for me the self-doubt creeps in and these voices come in and oh like that wasn't a big deal everyone does that you know it's like well if everyone does it then it doesn't you know and so a lot of times you have to stop that voice well you know I do it's like you don't know what you're talking about like it is a big deal it doesn't matter what everyone else does it matters what you did you know like you don't live other people's lives and they don't live their lives for you. You live your Most own life. Most people live their lives for me. Yeah, 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 I know. Like, I mean, yeah, you dragged me here to eat food. And <laughs> going back to the whole thing. <laughs> yes, my queen, yes. Say more of that. <laughs> you look so beautiful today, my queen. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? You are, Annie Miller. That's you right, are. <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, I think oftentimes the, this goes back to that whole comparison thing again, right? Comparison is the thief of joy, you know, like you find those small moments of joy in your life and celebrate it. Like, who cares? Who cares if, you know, the person across the street from you is like a famous author and wrote, you know, five New York Times bestsellers. I don't know. I'm making this up. There's no one across the street that I see. <laughs> right. But it's like. Well, celebrate that. You know, great for them. You know, great for J.K. Rowling for writing all those Harry Potter books because that's brought joy into my life. I love Harry Potter. But, like, don't focus so much on envy, but focus more on celebrating, like, you know, your similarities, your differences, your achievements. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you said something in our last episode that I have thought about so much over the last couple of weeks. Oh, that's good. Was it good or bad? Because I don't good. remember what I said. It was so good. <laughs> so you said something to the extent of looking for people as inspiration rather yeah. than that comparison. Yeah. And, and that is, I'm like, yeah, that inspiration. I mean, they're just those two feelings, the feeling of comparison and the feeling of inspiration are 
just on the opposite end. Yeah, and yeah. One of them feels very positive and uplifting. And yes. Yes. And the other one is doubt and, you know, negative. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's bad, but which side of that do you want to be more on? Obviously, the, the sometimes those other feelings, they serve purposes and we need them in our lives too, yeah. right? But, like, especially... If I'm working towards achieving something, what's going to serve me better? Feeling inspired or feeling less than because I am comparing myself to someone. And when we compare, we always compare our weaknesses to other people. Yes, yes. So, like, one thing that I like to think of is, you know, when we look at movie stars or, like, celebrities, right? I feel like I don't follow, like, celebrity news. You know, like, I've got five kids that my brain's dead at the end of the day every day. I don't have, like, extra, you know, energy to, like, worry about other people's lives. But I know a lot of people, they follow celebrities or famous people on Instagram, social media, TikTok. Because, like, when you look at them, they have great lives. On the outside, their lives look so great. And oftentimes, when we compare comparing my life to theirs, and, I mean, look how perfect their life is. Why can't I have a 10-acre home, you know, like, in California, built on a big, great big mansion, with like, you know, pools and this and that, right? Why couldn't I have that? Look out their lives. It's so great. But at the end of the day, it's hard for people to be vulnerable, right? And so whether you're rich, poor, you know, tall, short, we all showcase the best part for everyone else to see. Because we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to show that part of us that if we do show it, it hurts. Maybe a little, maybe a lot. You know, people don't feel comfortable being vulnerable and so they're not going to show you that part of their lives you know and you don't know what happens behind closed doors but at the end of the day we are all human and we all have the same emotions we all go through anger joy you know peace like we all share those emotions and you just can't you don't see the whole picture and when you compare it that's what happens right like that's why comparison is a thief of joy is because all of a sudden, your own accomplishments that are so great, they are amazing accomplishments. That joy that you feel, that pride that you feel is gone because all of a sudden you're just like, well, someone else is going to be better. Well, guess what? Someone else is always going to be better, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so don't let that get you down. Look at your own lives. And remember, just because someone might look like they have a perfect life, you know, they go through hard times just like you do. I mean, they might not look the same. But, you know, if they have kids or teenagers, like, you bet they go through, like, teenage times like your kids do, right? It might look different, but, you know, they feel those same emotions that you do. I think oftentimes that's the problem is that, you know, we put people on a pedestal. At the same time, it's not fair to them because why do you have to put someone else on a higher standard than you, right? So now you're judging them when their life looks perfect. You compare and then you're like, oh, my life is terrible. But when their life goes wrong, then you're like, wah, ha, ha. See, this is what happens to you because we tend to judge other people to make ourselves feel better, right? Because our lives aren't perfect. So when we see someone who seemingly have a perfect life, like something goes wrong in their life, people tend to like be more judgmental and well you're held at a higher standard so you shouldn't be doing this but we're all human like have a little more grace give other people grace and give yourself grace yeah grace is so important yeah and I think that you said something too that like we tend to forget that other people have their own hearts oh yes our own hearts 
hours, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and sometimes maybe you have something similar that you're going through as someone else. If it doesn't, whatever, another person's hard doesn't negate your heart and no. your heart doesn't negate another person's no. heart. And it, it's just different, right? Yeah. But that we all have our struggles and we all have our strengths. Yeah. And yeah. So when we're so wrapped up in those feelings of comparison or envy or judgment, even like the places that those are coming from, like, um, what's the benefit? Like, what are you getting from the comparison? What are you getting from that judgment? Like, you are getting something from it. You know, yeah. Whether yeah. it's something kind of, maybe maybe we should shrink that a little. Right. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about this for just a second. Okay, you've, you've heard of, like, the SMART goals, right? That yeah. acronym SMART goals. Yeah. So it's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Okay. So... We talked about letting go of timelines, and then again, like, sometimes we do need to have, like, a time-specific thing, and then the relevant, right? How does this thing, okay, I'll go back to my own personal one, how does getting a book, like, how is that relevant? For me, it's just, like, a way to measure strength. Yeah. You know, but you could just kind of use that acronym. We talked about things being specific and measurable, and I think that that's super important, and then relevant you go through that acronym you can kind of think to yourself like okay yes I am specific so a really specific example is okay let's just say you decide you're going to set a goal for 2023 is to be healthier okay how am I going to be healthier what specifically does that look like okay and what is healthier like how do you define healthier right we're gonna define it differently right so so maybe for me I'm like okay one thing that would healthier through 2023 is for me to eat more vegetables then you go to that thing so more vegetables that then we want to make it measurable and a little more specific so it's like how many more vegetables okay i'm going to make a goal to eat at least one serving of vegetable per meal or whatever you know but then maybe if you're like someone who never eats vegetables then that's where that achievable comes in like if you never eat any vegetables today how realistic is it for you to set a goal that you're going to eat one serving of vegetables for every single meal? You probably need to back that up yeah. and start with, I'm just going to shoot for one serving a day. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you're even, I'm going to shoot for one serving twice a week or whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to look like anything that anyone else does. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. like, how are you going to have achievable for you over time so that you can be working towards that and see so that you can have the celebration and notice you know, the progress in that. Yeah. Totally lost my train of thought. Oh, no. That was great. Somewhere I was going that, but I don't know where. The train derailed, guys. It derailed. (laughs) Fell off a cliff. It's not coming back. (laughs) Make sure your goals are achievable. There we go. Amen. <laughs> Who needs a train? We'll just hop on a plane. Anything else you want to add? Or no, I think I think that's great. Okay. Well, uh, I guess that is our goal setting ish episode today (laughs) for 2023. Set some goals. Set some goals. (laughs) Well, friends, thanks so much for joining us on the Macros Universe podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed the topic for this week. We would love it if you could subscribe, rate, review, and share our podcast. 
Every rating helps the podcast grow. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Macros Universe and feel free to email us with any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear about at the Macros Universe at gmail.com. Remember, as your friendly neighborhood coaches, we are here to grow and progress with you. We can't wait to chat again next week.